Conventional wisdom has it that you should write about what you know. Being a somewhat unconventional person, however, I find myself writing about something I have not personally known, but passionately want to understand. Just as a teenager playing Juliet imagines a world where being sealed alive inside a tomb is preferable to marrying the aristocrat next door, or an archaeologist cradles a cracked clay pot and wonders about the ancient hands that shaped it, so I try to conjure that foreign land where girls grow up with two parents, not one, and one of them is forever and always, for better or for worse, her dad. In the realm of fathers and daughters, I am an outsider. I hold no citizenship there, nor can I converse with its inhabitants in a common language. I've only traveled there on the visas of social science, parenthood, and curiosity. When I'm there, I listen closely to what its inhabitants are saying. When I speak, it is usually to ask questions. My father died of a heart attack when I was three and a half years old, leaving three daughters under the age of ten, my mother a widow at thirty-three, and me a lifetime of wondering what I missed. When I became old enough to miss him, I imagined him living in the massive old elm tree outside my bedroom window, hidden in its lush leaves and watching over me as I slept. Looking back, I realized how young my mother was when he died, and how it must have seemed logical, necessary even, for her to find someone to fill the void in her heart and our family. She did marry again some years later, I was about ten, my sisters were thirteen and fifteen. I remember the man she married as being tall and very handsome. My mother was unusually attractive as well, and I have a child's impression of them looking beautiful together, especially when they dressed to go out for the evening. He was a quiet, gentle person, and from what I recall, a perfectly decent fellow. Still, I have no memories of doing things with him or being close to him. I cannot recall the color of his eyes, the sound of his voice, or the smell of his aftershave. If my relationship with my stepfather was short on bliss, it was also short on drama, which I attribute to the benign detachment with which he regarded my sisters and me. It's not that he was never around. Like many of my friends' dads, he came home after work, ate dinner with us, and was available to take us places when we were still too young to navigate the Philadelphia suburbs on our own. He did many things that real fathers do. He mowed the lawn, took out the garbage, and did the driving if we were all going someplace together. But when it came to the intensity with which my friend's dads occasionally erupted, usually in response to learning that his daughter was running around with a guy on a motorcycle who had a pack of lucky strikes tucked up his t-shirt sleeve. That was not a feature of my teenage years. Full disclosure, I had no objections at the time. Although my mother and my stepfather must have had their share of disagreements, I have no memory of him speaking harshly to her, and looking back from the vantage point of my own long-haul marriage, it seems to me that they conducted their rather short one with intimacy and restraint. But when it came to my sisters and me, my stepfather's behavior was governed by a policy of amiable disengagement. 
He was never nasty, cold, or mean to us. But I don't remember any ecstatic moments of joy, comfort, or contentment in his company either. I was fifteen when the marriage ended. Because the relationship was not a tempestuous one, I'm fairly certain the split had less to do with incompatibility than with finances. The bottom line is that when I was in sixth grade, my mother's new husband came to live with us, and then five years later, he moved out. When he left, I must have missed his presence at the dinner table or, true to teenage form, in the driver's seat when I needed to go someplace, but I didn't feel as if an essential part of my life had gone missing. I harbored no feelings that my dad had abandoned the family and left me desolate. The reality was, I had lost my father long ago,